0: You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8 the Google Ads agency.
1: Product media, you don't need to be a professional photographer. When John and I rolled up our little basket site, just for the examples, we bought a softbox on Amazon. What was that? 50 bucks?
2: Yeah, it was a little like, I think 25 inch by 25 inch box that has a LED light on top and you crank it up and the whole thing glows and then you can do different backgrounds. I don't know. I think that came out great.
1: The lifestyle ones that was Aaron
2: yeah that he one goes in his living room can you go to the product page yeah How do I do that I think these are all his but mine looked pretty much identical to that like it looked just like that
1: you know this is an Amazon softbox that comes with the lighting in John's iPhone yeah and Aaron did the, the guy who runs our Amazon channel for us he did the same thing it's Amazon purchased lighting in his iPhone so I'm not telling you that these are the greatest images in the whole wide world I'm just telling you that it's possible your smartphone iPhones and Samsung Galaxy specifically do really well Use a plain white background. You can buy a plain white background. The backdrops on Amazon, they're about a hundred bucks. If you get the whole T frame, if you don't, it's like twenty dollars just for the paper that you tape up. And just as a Uh, side note,
2: on Amazon with those pictures, this last year we've sold sixteen thousand dollars worth of baskets. Yeah, a little bit. I mean there's a testament. Like we're not just saying, like, hey, you can kind of get. Eh, it, it can work. Like it worked pretty well, <laughs> just as a, a proof of concept. It was kind of our like, we don't know what we're doing, so we threw in the white box, and all of a sudden it was like it was great. But well, we've seen a lot of our clients do it.
1: Yep. Nia says I have several types of soft boxes, and the, and the best picks end up being poster board and foam core and natural light. That's really good to know. Thank you for that, Nia. Wanda says Replica Surfaces has great backdrops and has a ton of how-to videos. That's awesome. You'll notice here that we say use daylight as your lighting. This is Avon's note, um, who does really well with photography. You don't need to go out and buy a. Bunch of lighting or a bunch of lights as long as you have the ability no you got to time it but as long as you have the ability to capture that natural light don't zoom in it pixelates don't use flash because it reflects and then edit the photos if you can if you can't it's cheap go to fiverr there's a billion people on fiverr i bet you there are more people on fiverr offering image editing services than any other single service it's like what fiverr was built for just know that this is available and accessible to you
0: I just found this tool today when I was doing the research and they just offer bundles, like you can open the price and it's like 40 bucks for hundred pictures or something like that. And they will Amazing. change the color. They will do like everything. You can open, yeah, is there a price or how it works too? So they remove the background, they change the color of the product. They will do whatever it takes. And you can scroll below. I believe there is bundles. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's, That's awesome. That's super Yeah. Cool. So like four bucks for image editing. This is... Decent.
1: Yeah. Y'all, I know this is tedious and annoying. It's important. You don't want to drive traffic to a product that people can't see. You especially want people to be able to see details, features. It's the image that tells the story. And I've had this experience. I think we all have. Even though the description says the thing does what it does, I need to see it. I need to see it because that's going to connect those dots for, for me. So if you have images that are sparse or that don't necessarily explain everything or don't show texture or don't show some of the functionality, I think you're putting yourself at a disadvantage.
2: Can I share a site too? This is one of our clients. And this is someone that I think does it really well. He was actually on our first three Shopify calls, our guest speaker. This one is obviously kind of a beginning hero image, a lifestyle image. This is the pictures that they take at their house. So they don't have a professional photographer. The one of the owners, she actually does all these imagery herself and sends it to her daughter to edit them. Looks amazing. Like you're looking at these things. You're like, wow, these are great imagery. There's a theme. There's something that when they hover over, there's lifestyle images here. These are actual real customers, but it looks amazing. But when you think about it, it's not that hard. They took some, I'm not sure exactly what that, I forgot what they call that plant, but they just peeled off a couple of rose petals, set it aside put it in on their table, then snap a picture of it and send it off for just kind of color matching. But you can see that this is done really, really well. Like you feel confident in ordering from this place. And that's what's interesting is everyone here has been to the site, been to a site where they look at and they're like, ah, I don't know if this is like a lot of thought into this company. When you look at this one, they stack some boxes. And then they took a picture of it, but there's, you know, there's shadows there. Not everything's perfect. Some images are too small to read, but it doesn't matter. It looks good. And that's where people look in, and you look at this and you're like, it's colorful. And it looks like they put this in water and then took a picture of it. Not. Difficult stuff. You're not having a $50,000 photographer come in and, and fly you to Bermuda and put it on a beach it just cut, getting creative with the imagery goes a long way. And in a show of hands or anything at the thumbs up or thumbs down, looking at this imagery here, does anybody feel comfortable buying one of these products? They look like they put some effort and some thought and some quality into their imagery that makes you feel comfortable by giving them your money. And if there's anybody here that says, no, I don't like it because of imagery, I'd like to know that. I really would. Don't be shy. It's not going to be like, you're wrong. I really want to know that. Because I'm not a very creative person. I'm a data driven person, as you probably all can imagine. But this looks good to me. I'm like, yeah, that this this took some care, I think. that These people care about their products. That's what this tells me. They are proud and then they care about their products. So just wanted to give that as an example. It's not super difficult, but it is, it is something that I think, in my opinion, needs to be done. If you're going to spend $200 on a four-pack of shampoos, you want them to look good.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head, man. When you said inspire confidence, people mm-hmm. want to be confident. A couple of good pro tips. Don says that Suna creates photos for $39 a pic if you want to outsource photography. That seems worth it depending on how many products you have. That's awesome. Mariana says, do you have recommended image size for Shopify products for the carousel? I don't like to upload images that are too big because of site speed, but they need to look good zoomed in. Is there a sweet spot? I don't know the answer to that. Yvonne, do you have any strong Mm knee I mean, it kind of depends on the theme, right? Thousand by thousand usually goes good.
0: It's good enough. Because if you will have 500 by it will look good and cell, but once you open that, it will still be small. The majority of the sites using uh, 2,000 pixel wide screens. No site's users, they use 2,000 wide, right? so it's 1920, I believe. So 1,000 will cover half of your screen once you open the image. So that's, that's decent. If you will see that you lose quality, you can scale it up, not that image that you scaled down, not the original one. You can just use like 12 by 1,200, for example. And hey, Robin, I do
1: 72. Tamika just said the value of the content covered in this course is immeasurable. This course is worth the investment. Thank you, Tamika. f fives.
2: Ivan, I said 72 DPI just because 300 is print ready. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like the standard for web is always 72. So mm-hmm. for like Auto editing, you will have 300 dpi and et cetera, et cetera. But for web, it's always 70.
1: And Nia is saying that she disables the zoom in her product images. I think it depends on the product. I think certain products, like if you have a wool sweater, for instance, I really like to see the texture on something like that. But if you're selling a bottle of perfume, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, Savita says, How many pictures per product is recommended or is Um, optimal?
0: yeah, we will have in the
1: case studies, I'm not sure if you mentioned that type of great. Yeah, we've got some solid case studies, Suvita, that will include it yeah, as well. Yeah, you
0: will see like, there are some examples that maybe you will be able to open. Some of websites use not only images in the preview, but also a video, like a GIF, and they upload this. So you see like image and below you see like, I don't know, person moving in the spectrum or whatever. So it gives you a feeling on the product better. And yeah, you will be able to share it later on. Usually it's about like seven, five, seven, this is like a good amount, it's not too much, like too few. Depends on how interesting is the product, because there's nothing interesting about a coin if you will take like 10 images of that. There's two sides, that's it.
1: Yeah, Someone said the same thing, no more than seven product images, depending on research in human psychology. I agree with that. I think five to seven is a really good sweet spot. I read a case study recently that was really interesting. There was an article from Time Magazine that said that a human being has less of an attention span than a goldfish. A goldfish has an eight second attention span and a human has a seven second attention span, which automatically is depressing. But what they started to do is somebody, and I wish I could remember who it was so I could cite them properly, but they started to play with how to improve or increase somebody's time on site or attention on site. And one of the things is what Yvonne just said, if there's any motion in your gallery, if there's any motion, it kind of resets that clock briefly. And so you get another couple of seconds out of somebody because they're gonna take the same, you have seven seconds for them to qualify you as a solution potentially when they land on the page. But if you can show them motion, so a GIF or a video, that motion will be its own seven second clock. And so you can double the potential time on site by providing motion. Now, here's where things get interesting. I don't anticipate that lasting forever. What ends up happening in the realm of digital marketing is the new thing becomes the ubiquitous truth. And then we all back into it because we're used to it. So there was this old HubSpot statistic that used to infuriate me. They said that if you use the word watch in the subject line, it increases your open rate by XX percent. Well, that only works until everybody does it. And then we're all used to that term being used. So be careful about some of these pro tips, but I do think that using videos and GIFs, especially those that can play automatically, any amount of motion on that page can be really helpful. SquareUp has a photo studio which is great, that's awesome. Good link for that, Wanda, thank you. Robin does two body size images, small and plus size, seven on one product or seven for each. I think if it's the same product, Robin, and the sizes are changing, I think you can have seven total. That's my soft opinion. John, agree disagree?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a measurable impact on too many images. If you're getting great images and you have front, side, back on people, off people, whatever it may be, I'd say that air to the more, more images than less. But again, I would say that I haven't seen a person that has a slideshow with tons of images that it hasn't worked. Comes to mind, they have a lot of lifestyle images and product images on their pages, and it works really well. It's 400% ROAS for going on two years now. Oh, he was just in a
1: Netflix movie. What was it, Ivan? He was in... Uh, the... Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, yeah.
2: Because that was featured there.
1: I like to think that we got him that.
2: It was all us. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'll share my screen here. This is a company called, this is who we market for And they have a, they have this cool chair. And, and what we saw was using live chat. People were saying, can I open my beer on these notches? And that was the common misconception because there was hats out there that have beer bottle openers on their hat and you can pop open a beer on them. And so what we did is he created this image here and this is what their value proposition is. It doesn't interfere with your sunglasses. And so Using a close-up of them to show that it's leather stitched and showing the functionality of it was really cool. So that when you looked at their main product image, you could see the sunglasses and the hats. It was driven towards people that are like outdoors and more tactical type of people. And so like hunters and shooters that have to wear safety glasses, they use these hats right here so that it doesn't interfere with their glasses. But again, it was just a lot of imagery to explain the features was something that, that helped a lot in their business. So if you have a product that takes a little bit more explanation... Pictures are great. Again, like I said, with the same thing with Google is we want to speak to these people on a lower level initially just because they might be half paying attention. So a picture showing, here's how this works. Oh, okay. Now I got it. It was surprising how many people didn't know that. What's that?
1: That's my next slide. Lifestyle images, critical prerequisite for smart shopping. And I want to explain that just briefly. Smart shopping, it's outbound. So if somebody's searching for a product, they know what they're searching for. I think it was Robin that I picked on previously. Robin had like a bath bomb or something. That if I'm searching for bath bombs, it made a ton of sense. But if I just saw this image in a display ad somewhere, it looked like a germ or like a disease, like it was spiky and and I had no idea what it was. And you want to make sure that you've got like, I don't know what, mom with little kid in the bath about to drop in the bath bomb or whatever. You want to contextualize the product. Even if they know what it is, they're not in the zone looking for it. This is outbound. So we need to capture their attention. And I say this all the time. You all hear me say it at nauseam, but there's a reason that if you walk through any shopping mall in the world all you see are a bunch of pretty people looking at you making eye contact, even if they're not necessarily using the product. I was at, what's that weird, there's a shop in Fashion Square, John, that has the specialty espressos, George Clooney endorses them. You know what I'm talking about? So Nespresso, here's what's insane. There's no coffee on the billboard. It's just Clooney. And then in the background, out of focus, is the coffee machine that's how important this is george (laughs) clooney sells more nespresso than nespresso does now you don't necessarily need to go get george clooney if you do i want to meet him but we want to take a person who's making eye contact there's a dopamine receptor in your brain that fires every single time a human being makes eye contact with you and you want to capitalize on the psychology there so get lifestyle images you can get them from your instagram feed if you want to here's a really amazing pro tip is you can send them to influencers there's this whole body of people that are trying to be influencers me and john are two of them there's this whole body of people that want to be famous they're not yet And they'll do anything. It's insane what people will do for attention. It's unbelievable. So if you can find that person that has like 5,000 Instagram followers, it's not a small amount, it's not nothing, but it's also not like famous. If you send them a free product, it's unbelievable what they're willing to do for you. So now they're promoting it and they do the open box and they shoot themselves wearing it. And you just got a whole bunch of lifestyle images from somebody who's a pseudo influencer and you got that for free. So I'd strongly recommend if your product is applicable, go find an influencer that you think might be cross applicable for it. And the influencers that have yet to reach critical mass, they're a goldmine. Because it's not going to cost you anything, they're just thrilled and happy to be involved.
2: And if you can get them to also do a video for their YouTube channel, that you're also allowed to run ads to for your store, we do that quite often with our clients. They'll hire an influencer, the influencer will get the product, they'll do a 20-minute review on that product, they'll place it on their own YouTube channel and their own social media so that they get their commissions. But the prerequisite of that influencer doing that video and being allowed to sell that product was we also would like to have the ability to run an ad with that product with that video to our website. Now it won't be found organically; it will be. Most of the time, what they said is it was not, it's not going to be organically found. So it's not going to be posted on their YouTube channel. It's not going to be posted on their social media, but they would run an ad on YouTube to, for that video. And that drives traffic to their own pra- uh, pages.
1: How do you ensure that they follow through if they don't make the purchase and you send them a free product? You don't, Tamika. you're going to have some drop-off. There's some folks out there that are just kind of funky or shady, or to be honest <sighs> with you, some of them might not like it. Like we have, we had a company reach out to us who now I can't name and they wanted us to help promote their software, which is specifically built around Google ads. Well, we tested their software and not only, it was supposed to improve performance in some way. Not only did it not improve performance, it actually hurt performance. We tested on five campaigns and three of the campaigns were hurt. That's the risk that they ran in reaching out to us. Now I'm a good dude, so I'm not gonna go blast them on my YouTube channel, but that could have been a flip side. You know, I could be, hey, I tested this software and here's what happened. YouTube overview of your product is a really good thing to have too. This is helpful for people that are really, for first of all, we live in the age of the educated consumer. You have people that are doing 90 minute research on five and $10 purchases. It's weird, but it happens. And so you want to make sure that you give them the opportunity <laughs> to do that. The videos are one of the best ways to do it because now it's like, you know, they get to see it, feel it, touch it sort of before they, they do that.
2: We've all been there, I'm sure. You purchase the $1,000 iPhone, but before you buy the $1. ninety-nine app, you look at the reviews. <laughs> thanks for listening to the google ads podcast for more ways to grow your business with google ads you can subscribe to the solutions 8 youtube channel if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend and if you'd like to work with the best google ads agency in the world you can visit solutions 8 at sol8.com